W-A-Y-L, St. Augustine, W-A-T-Y, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. This is Bible League International. In this season of giving, would you remember that 9 of 10 new believers in the regions of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America go without what's so basic to the Christian faith, and that is having a Bible. Everyone wants to read the Bible, but many of them will be sharing a single Bible. If you were among those numbers, you would pray that someone, anyone, would bring you a Bible. When I receive Bible from the church, and I really love to read and read it, read it again, and because of those readings, God is really blessing my heart. Truth Radio listeners, you have blessed 600 Bibleist believers around the world. Our goal is 1,200. We need to wrap up this week, so please, at $5 a Bible, $100 since 20, would you pray about it? And then make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at ilovethetruth.com. I've seen people being changed by reading the Scripture. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. In this final week, call 800-YES-WORD or give it ilovethetruth.com. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hey folks, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good buddy Doug McCary coming to you on Monday, December 4th. Glad you have joined us. And, uh, man, it's been a busy weekend. And, uh, well, you know, I, <laughs> depending on uh, which team you are a part of, by the way, we've got the Jaguars tonight on Monday Night Football. Well, and not just the Jags, but the 8-3 and three Jaguars. The 8-3 and three Jags. Yeah, that- when was the last time? That, I think they're saying like was it ninety nine or something like that. That's crazy. They are, yeah, and they're. I mean, they're talking about them, if, you know, shooting for the top of the division. Like that's just great. Congrats to the coach. Exactly, he's done a really good job. What there. a great team. Speaking of uh, uh, good coaches, what about Mike Norvell? I mean, you know, that obviously is a talking point. If you're just tuning into SWAT radio, no, this is not sports radio. This is SWAT radio. <laughs> but, you know, it is, you know, during the first segment, we talk about current events. We talk about things going on. And you talk about, you know, we I watched the game between them and Louisville, and they found a way to win with their third string yeah quarterback a true freshman who hadn't started goes in and they beat the number 14 team in the country louisville who had a good team this year Mm -hmm. and they they beat them because their defense played unbelievable their defense played like a pro team only to have their their rug pulled out from under them by really a corrupt system because when you get guys in a room that sit around and say well we think this team's going to play better and this team's going to play better and dan mullen who used to coach at florida (sighs) and mississippi state said it best he says any team can beat a better team on any given day sure we see it all the time that's why we play the game right so for a bunch of guys to say well this team's going to do better. This team's going to do better. Is is all about money. It's money and power, and it's just yeah. terrible. Which is the way of the world, right? Yeah. I mean, it's no, the way right. of the world. And uh, well, but, I think that uh, I I was 
I know I've shared this before. I, I know you guys uh, have the same. We have these family texts going back and forth. And, uh, you know, obviously I watched a lot of that game. I mean, it was a slow game. It, I mean, how about some defense in that game? Oh, yeah. And uh, But, you know, it's sad. Not only that the Knolls are out, but that – and, you know, I think there's two ways to look at it. You either look at who are the best four teams – or who's most deserving? Well, I think it should be most deserving. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my TCU Horn Frogs made it last year because they were most deserving. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were not the best team. I knew they were going to get whipped by Georgia or Alabama, whoever they ended up facing off against. I mean, but it's it, credit it, it, to since Mich- when has it been based on future performance? <laughs> right. Like, exactly. like, listen, I played yeah. on a twelve and zero state championship football team in Meridian, Mississippi. By the way. Thanks to WMER and WMOX for carrying us there. But I played on the 1979 Wildcats. We were 12-0. and 0. You know what they called us? Mm. They called us the cardiac – well, we were the – Yeah, they called us the cardiac cats because we had so many come from – nobody thought we were mm. going to win the state. We went undefeated. You know how hard it is to go undefeated Very, in today's yeah. college football yeah. world? And, and when you look at the schedule that uh, Florida State played, the people they played, and the fact that they beat Clemson, mm-hmm. they, they these are not nobody teams. They beat Duke when Duke was ranked. They beat LSU. I mean, right. they, they, they had good victories. And, you know, and, and for the, the, the guy to say, well, they weren't the same team as the first 11 games – they just showed a way to win when they were on their third string quarterback. Right, How right. do you not reward yeah, that? that? That is just so wrong. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And, uh, I mean, you know, uh, Washington hats off, um, for getting there, but let's be honest. Now my, my friend Burnell might call me and harass me about this, but the reality is I'd, I'd put FSU against Washington any day third string quarterback and all yeah yeah well that defense is so good but again it's not about the future it's about what you did Mm -hmm. they went 13 and zero as a major five one of the (laughs) power five and they did what they needed to do right and mike norvell let me ask you this do you think if bobby bowden would have been there they'd have done that no they no way they no, would have done that no. to Bobby Bowden, but they did it to Mike Norvell, and it's wrong because Mike Norvell has been a good coach. He's done a good job for that team. Jordan Travis played his heart out. Has been it, that kid has had a great attitude mm-hmm. about God yeah. and yeah. his sovereignty after the injury. I don't know if you've read any of his interviews, Brad, but no. he's talked about God had a different plan for me. I mean, talk about a good perspective. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to apply that now because obviously God is sovereign over everything, even corruption. He allows it, <laughs> right. you know. Right. And and yes, it is. It's about money. It's not. A, it's not about what has been for literally the last fifty years in college football. It's winning, getting the win, and they did it, and they were denied, and so. I, I they're going to go down and they're going to play Georgia with a chip on their shoulder. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, what is your take on Michigan though? 
I mean, the, you know, you know why, uh, you know why TCU beat them last year is because they got word the the coaching staff got word that Michigan had been cheating and, and so had they, their signs. So they and they, so they went into that game completely changed all their stuff. That's smart. Now I'm not saying that TCU is a better team than Michigan, better football players, but they beat them. And yeah. uh, and to me, Michigan has been caught cheating. Uh, listen, there was a time when you and I were in college, you, you get the death penalty for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now they're going to be allowed. I mean, Harbaugh's allowed to coach. They're allowed to, you know, sit hey, in the number spe- one seat. Spe- speaking of uh, death penalty, SMU got a big victory over they did. Tulane. They, they haven't did. been there in a while. <clears throat> they did. But what about those Liberty guys, mm-hmm. man? They're undefeated and they're in a, a New Year's bowl game now. I mean, congrats to that coach. Absolutely, isn't that crazy? Liberty University, man. Uh, typically not known for its football, <laughs> uh, but they're up there, and uh, they interviewed him. It was good. But I, you know, just watching yesterday, watching all these people try to justify Texas and Alabama over Florida State, it was it was pretty sickening watching it yeah. because because <clears throat> every one of those coaches knew that it wasn't right they did Hmm. they knew it wasn't right but they they're going to sit there and receive it and act like it's okay instead of somebody Hmm. saying you know what they're 13 and 0 they're a major college big you know they played in the power five right they got the victories they should be there nobody has said that that that, and and it's really interesting isn't it yeah because it's all about well we got to do what we got to do it's a it's a click yeah it's all it is it's just crazy to see it and there's a lot of upset people in florida even governor DeSantis came out and made a statement about it <clears throat> well I, I really think they should go to six teams maybe even eight teams uh an eight eight team playoff well they're doing 12 next year oh are they but really? they should do it this year they absolutely they should. should say we messed up mm-hmm. and so it's and going when, to 12 yes next year really but they should say we messed up we realize that they won't do it, but they should, no, no. and say we're going to add Georgia, we're going to add, um, uh, we're going to add Florida State, we're going to add Ohio State, and we're going to add Oregon, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a playoff, an eighteen playoff. It'd be great. And, 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 yeah, they could yeah. do that, and they could say because we messed up. You know, we we hear you, and we're doing it. Mm-hmm. What 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 would it take to do that? Yeah. You know, and just yeah. make the bowls different. Just change the bowls. Yeah. But they're not going to do it because they're prideful, arrogant club. <laughs> it's what they are. It's just terrible. Uh, but, but you know, Brad, throughout history, hasn't the world been influenced that way? Absolutely. Prideful, powerful <clears throat> yep. people yep. think they can be above the rules. Mm. But I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you personally, and I'm going to say it here right now. If you see, I'm not saying God's going to do this. But it would it it would it would make me happy if you saw um, Alabama and Texas lose, and you saw Florida State win, and you had a Michigan, Florida State undefeated, two undefeateds uh, at fourteen and zero, except hmm. Michigan. Well, Michigan would be at fifteen and zero, I think, but two undefeateds. Yeah, and and declare florida state a co-champion so they do we do we know the bowl layout now i think they've got a pretty so good who's idea. fsu gonna play fsu's think? playing georgia oh they will they play, play georgia, georgia okay. in the orange okay. bowl all right all right 
Yeah. That's going to be a good game. But that shit, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. how hard would it be to say, hey, we're going to add one extra game. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, well, they add one extra game to it. They put Oregon against, uh, who does I say the other person was? Oregon and... Um, Ohio State. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Add Oregon against Ohio State. Yep. And and do and let them. You got four teams. Then uh, I mean eight teams and four teams and two and let them play it. And then then you take away. But there's going to be an asterisk by this year's champion. There will be. Yeah. There's going to mm. be an asterisk by. Mm. It. So mm. and there. So anyway. <laughs> it's well, crazy. Yeah. But uh, well, we'll turn to the Jaguars for tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, but Baselli Baselli says uh, the Jaguars will win if they don't give the Bengals any gifts and jump out to a fast start, mm-hmm. removing any confidence the Bengals might have. The Jaguars are better are a better team than the Burrow less Bengals. Mm-hmm. If the Jaguars play a clean, smart game, not giving the Bengals extra po- uh, possessions by turning the ball over, they should have no issues at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't. I don't typically stay up to watch Monday Night Football. Yeah. May have to stay up and watch this one. Yeah, it it'll be well. Here's the other thing: Can you even get it? Like I don't know if you saw, but a lot of the bowl games you couldn't get because there's if you have AT and T, UVerse, or DirecTV because there's been a dispute between no way Tegan, the company that owns the local affiliates, and that. So you had to do it on Fubo. Have you seen? You know what Fubo is? I didn't even know yeah, what it Fubu was. Fubo or something. Fubo, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, you got to pay like eighty dollars a month to watch all these football games on there. Yeah, uh, I like football, but yeah. I'm not paying that. <laughs> Ain't gonna pay that. <laughs> well, hey, uh, this week we are in Mark chapter one, looking at no easy day. We are gonna get into this week's study. We'll get off of football. I promise not to go back to Florida <laughs> State anymore. Uh, you know what's so funny? By the way. Rachel had her heart transplant at Shands down in Gainesville. Right. We were always Florida fans, but now my daughter's going to FSU and I'm a Seminole. What what happens with that? <laughs> exactly. You, 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 well, I mean, when you have a bunch of kids and they go to different schools, I mean, I've I've noticed Colorado State basketball is ranked in the top 20. Right. You would so, have never even noticed it no, before it, Hannah went there, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I had uh, five kids and, uh, let's see, four different schools, so. D, uh, you know, Gators, uh, DBU, Dallas Baptist, uh, Belmont, then Colorado State. So, <laughs> who, who knows? Be careful who you root for. You know, your kids <laughs> may choose to go somewhere else. <laughs> to their arch rival. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, listen, glad you tuned in this afternoon. Uh, we will jump into the text for this week, Mark chapter 1. We're looking at verses 29 through 39. No easy day. You're in for a treat today. Call us this afternoon, 844-777-7928. We'll take a quick break and be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network in Brunswick at 91.3. It's almost Christmas time, everybody. I can't wait. I left the lights up all year round. I just couldn't bear the thought of taking them down. I've been singing Jingle Bell. Since July, all the neighbors look at me like I'm crazy, but I, I got a feeling that I just can't shake. You see, it's lasted 364 days, and now I'm too excited. I can't sleep. Away. Hey, folks, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in this afternoon. Uh, Doug and I are working through Mark chapter 1, verses 29 through 39, and uh, we will uh, take your calls this afternoon at 844-777-7928 during unless the last ca- segment. Um, unless you're calling about the Florida State yeah. thing, we, we, we want to keep it. <laughs> we'll ad- yeah. yeah, we'll address that later. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you can always email us. any. term uh for no easy day there's a book that's a, it was r- really a first-hand account of the mission that killed osama bin laden i called no easy day in it and they got that because um the the navy seals have a a, a saying that the only easy day was yesterday mm-hmm. and so there's no easy day yeah. right i mean because yeah. um and so when you look at Jesus in this text we're looking at this week, which is Mark 1, Mark, the Gospel of Mark, verses 29 through 39, Jesus had just come out of the synagogue and cast a demon out of a guy. Now, I'm going to tell you, Brad, that takes a lot right there. I mean, you're you're basically taking control over a supernatural, mm-hmm. great, one angel killed 185,000 men in the old testament so this is a demonic angel you're talking about a powerful force but not as powerful as jesus and jesus said get out cast the demon out of the guy and then it's the sabbath he's supposed to be resting but Mm -hmm. there is no rest right because he came to serve and he came to preach and we're going to look at that but that's the title no easy day for the week that we're looking at uh, because, and really, the truth is, for you and me as believers, there is no easy day. That's there right. is no easy day if you are a follower of Jesus, because he has us on a path. And even, I think it was Peter said, why are you surprised by these fiery trials? Yep. And and we're going to look at this in, in, in light of, of Jesus coming to serve, and we're here to serve. We come into his kingdom not to just to get a ticket stamp on a one-way ticket to heaven, but to serve him while we're here. 
as his representatives, as you and I were talking before about being living stones, part of the the temple he's building here. And so Mark, uh, for those who might just be tuning in, was one of the first gospels written, and it was written from Peter's account. And Mark starts off his gospel in verse 1 with the beginning of the euangelion. That word translates gospel or glad tidings or good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And by the way, Brad, I, I got a, had an opportunity to preach yesterday at Ponte Vedra Prez. Uh, it was their second Sunday of Advent, and I taught on the euangelion and believe, mm-hmm. believing in it, what it means. And, you know, um, in this text, in chapter 1, we've covered this um, for the last few weeks. We've gone over about what Jesus said about the gospel. And I was just again reminded that we live in a culture that focuses on a forgiveness-only gospel. Mm. It's not about the kingdom. It's not about the king. But it says the beginning of the euangelion of Jesus Christ, that term means Messiah, which means he's the anointed ruler, the son of God. And Jesus, it says, went about preaching this euangelion. And he said, uh, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent, believe, and follow. And we looked at that word repentance, even how we've redefined it, and it's a change of mind, a change of heart, and an actual change of direction. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is any examples in the Bible of anybody who repented that did not have a change of direction. Right. Anybody who truly repented, even the thief on the cross. I was going to say, I mean, repentance, yeah, a a change of mind, change of heart, change of direction. I mean, repentance, I always learned repentance was a turning, you know, and and not just a turning, but an actual turning and going. Yeah, yeah, you're going one way and you reverse and go the exact 180 opposite. Right, right. That's what it means. There's no Christian life without it. Well, and, and then we looked at that word believe, which I got a chance to share this weekend. And, and remember that word, if you're listening out there, maybe you, you say you believe in Jesus. Maybe you say you believe in God. That word in the Greek is pistuo, which means to believe to the extent of complete reliance and trust, the euangelion of God. So do you believe in that rule and reign of Jesus with a complete reliance and trust. If not, we need to confess, oh, Lord, I don't believe that. With com- I'm not relying on that. Mm. I don't I don't uh, completely trust that. And the only way we know is to look inward. You know, Paul says, examine yourself to see that you're in the faith. Peter even says, yeah. live, live a life worthy. We, we, we should look inward to see, are we walking in faith? By the way, the word pistuo also means faith. It means believer faith that's interchangeable with those in the translations. And then we talked about following. Uh, we, we talked about when Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And we talked about the cost in following. And then we looked at this exposing the darkness. You covered this uh, mm-hmm. uh, at SWAT. And then we talked about it last week where he exercised dominion over demons. Well, now this week, he's leaving that synagogue in Capernaum, going to Peter's house. And um, 
we see Jesus leaving the place where he had been teaching and then he cast out the demon. And now typically families would go to their home and they would have a meal together and rest the rest of the day. That's what they would do. Right. But Jesus didn't come to rest. He came to preach. And so uh, Mark wants to make sure we understand he's got authority over demons. He's got authority over disease. And he is here because he didn't come to rest. He came to preach the gospel. And if you remember, Brad, what did he do up in Nazareth before he came to Capernaum? He proclaimed himself Messiah. He read the Messianic um, prophecy from Isaiah, and it said, today it's been fulfilled, and they wanted to kill him for it. Right. And the reason is they didn't like his version of the gospel, and they didn't like him as a Messiah. And so he comes to Capernaum. And by, by the way, Capernaum was the largest city on the Sea of Galilee. That they, It was a huge business place where they exported fish. They exported basalt, which was the big dark stone. You've been there mm-hmm. with me. Remember mm-hmm. that dark stone at the bottom? That that was It's 2,000 years old. We can still see those <clears throat> stones. There. Right. I mean, right. that was some pretty sturdy stone. Oh, yeah. And then uh, they also exported... Uh, the millstones, they would have a little stamp of Capernaum. You know how you see made in China? Yeah, it yeah. would be Capernaum, a mark that mm. signified it. And those millstones were used to crush olives and produce olive oil. And so Peter, James, and John lived there. Peter, we think, had a house there. And you and I stood outside that place where his house right. was. They found writings <clears throat> there that date back to the first century that were devotional writings in Aramaic, Latin, and uh, Greek, and and they attribute that to being Peter's house. And so m- most authorities believe that's was at, where we saw was actually his house. And you could see it's not far from the water down right, there, is right, it? Right. It's right there. And it really wasn't far from the synagogue either. It's right. like right in between. And so Jesus went from the synagogue there to eat, and when he comes in, he finds Peter's mother-in-law sick and, and the disciples bring him to her. And that's really what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at uh, this week. We're going to look at two ideas, the ministry authority of Messiah and the ministry aim of Messiah. We're going to spend today and uh, part of tomorrow on this first idea of the ministry authority of Messiah, authority over disease and authority over demons. And uh, the, both of those are significant in that all disease is a consequence of sin. If you go back to the yeah. Garden of Eden, mm. there, if there's no fall, there's no disease. Yeah. And and I'm not saying, you know, some people say, well, you got the demon of uh, a cold in you or something. I'm not <laughs> saying that. But we are saying that that all sickness, all war, all disease is a result of what happened in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. But they didn't think about that when they took that bite, did they? They yeah. didn't think about it. And, 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 and we tend to think sometimes that we wouldn't have taken the bite, maybe. <laughs> we don't think about the consequences having such far-reaching effects as our children, our grandchildren, mm. yeah. our great-grandchildren making one small mistake. I remember talking to a guy not too long ago who was considering doing something that wasn't really good. And I and I 
he was trying to justify it. And I said, you got to remember, this is not only going to affect you. It's going to affect your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. You'll never be able to yeah. go back to change this. Mm. And, and, and so we see the consequences of sin in the disease. And, um, and, and then we're going to see Jesus take authority over that. So when we come back, because I don't think we have time for you to read it before, but when we come back, I'm going to have you read verse 29 through 39. Have you ever thought about that, about the, the consequences, that disease? I mean, when you're sick, I know I'm, I don't yeah. think, okay, this is a result of result, sin. Yeah. Well, just the reality that we we live in a fallen world. Okay, that's we use that term a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are the ramifications of a fallen world? You, you kind of started off by saying Jesus uh, never took off. You know, he he didn't. I mean, it's not that he didn't get rest. We know he rested in the bottom of the boat. He slept. Those kind of things. But ministry is full time. And ministry is full time because we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world and jesus came to set the captives free who Mm. are the captives it's those who are enslaved and in bondage to sin Mm -hmm. and we do see the consequences of sin you're right i mean next next time i get a fever i'll remember that uh, this (laughs) is the consequences of a fallen world it should it should you know yeah it should remind us whenever we experience any heartache it's a result of sin yeah and it should make us not want to yeah. be that way. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, listen, glad you tuned in today. We'll jump into the text. Uh, when we come back, I'll read through the um, the verses. We're, again, we're in Mark chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 29 through 39. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you have any questions or comments, shoot us an email at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Military affairs analyst, retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert McInnes, tells the Salem Radio Network the Iranian foreign minister has warned that the Israeli-Hamas conflict is moving into a new phase. I think it's more of a regional uh, effort. We saw just yesterday an attack uh, by a U.S. drone on the Iranian-backed militias in northern Iraq. Already under mounting pressure from its top ally, the United States, Israel appears to be racing to strike a death blow against Hamas, if that's possible, before any new ceasefire. Also at SRNews.com, the Biden administration warning that the U.S. is running out of money to help Ukraine fight against Russia. White House correspondent Greg Clexton reports. As the administration urges Israeli and Hamas negotiators to restart ceasefire talks, President Biden is getting an earful from allies on Capitol Hill. Senator Bernie Sanders and a group of Democratic senators say they're done asking nicely for Israel to do more to reduce civilian casualties in Gaza. They're demanding assurances from the Israeli government. At risk is the president's request for $14 billion in aid for the Jewish state. Greg Clugston. Washington. The Chinese military said that an American naval ship had illegally intruded 
on Monday into waters near the Second Thomas Shoal. That's the site of a hot territorial dispute between China and the Philippines in the South China Sea. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum announcing he's suspending his campaign for president. Burgum has failed to gain traction among voters and appeared unlikely to qualify for the fourth GOP debate this week. The Dow is down 78 points. The Nasdaq, 154 points in the red. This is SRN News. This is Bible League International. In this season of giving, would you remember that 9 of 10 new believers in the regions of Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America go without what's so basic to the Christian faith, and that is having a Bible. Everyone wants to read the Bible, but many of them will be sharing a single Bible. If you were among those numbers, you would pray that someone, anyone, would bring you a Bible. When I receive Bible from the church, and I really love to read and read it, read it again, and because of those reading, God is really blessing my heart. Truth Radio listeners, you have blessed 600 Bibleist believers around the world. Our goal is 1,200. We need to wrap up this week, so please, at $5 a Bible, $100 since 20, would you pray about it? And then make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at ilovethetruth.com. I've seen people being changed by reading the Scripture, giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. In this final week, call 800-YES-WORD or give it ilovethetruth.com. We still have stop-and-go traffic southbound on 295 right before Commonwealth Avenue. It has the left lane blocked, and it's going to add about seven extra minutes to your drive. If you see anything else, give us a call, 901-7233. Mostly cloudy tonight, a low near 50, partly sunny Tuesday with a high of 66. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. Back to SWAT Radio, Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon, December fourth. And how about that for some good, that some good, good tunes there? I, my my daughter Abby always says when a song comes on, she she like she goes, I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it. I just said it probably because I hear her saying it all. Oh the time. man, Hallelujah chorus. Uh, that'll get you on your feet right there. Uh, oh, so y- you've been around Abby. <laughs> Yesterday, I was teaching during the uh, at Ponte Vedra Press during the second hour. And Abby was there with Lori, and uh, and I was making a, I was sharing an illustration, and and I said like my daughter Abby loves Christmas music. Right. When I said Christmas music, Abby goes, <gasps> she made this gasp sound like because she loves Christmas music so much. Like, oh, I'm so excited, <laughs> and it was like on cue. Everybody, oh, I love she, it. I she love that it. girl loves her some music, man. Uh, Aren't you glad we're playing Christmas music? I love it. I mean, it's great. 
you know it's so. kind of hard to be mad with christmas music playing isn't it <laughs> it's true that's what that's one of the points i was making yesterday is that it's just something it brings out the child in us a yeah. lot of times yeah. um to to do that but you know i want to go back brad to this i want you to read the text but again just reminding people this week we're looking at the ministry authority of Messiah Jesus and the ministry aim of Messiah Jesus. Uh, his authority, we're going to see played out over disease and over demons. And his aim, we're going to see uh, as he he seeks to know the will of the Father and he wants to preach and clarify the gospel for people, what it is and what it isn't. And so uh, read verses, uh, actually Mark 1 29 through 39 yeah. and uh, go through that text. And then I'm going to flip over to Luke chapter four real quick. Cause I want to make a couple of amplifying comments uh, or, or verses over there. I'm not going to read the whole text in Luke, which is a parallel, but if you could read our text in Mark, that'd be great. Yeah. Mark chapter one, <clears throat> beginning in verse 29. And immediately <clears throat> he left the synagogue and entered, entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. Verse 32, That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Hmm. Verse 35, And rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Now, if you flip over to Luke 4, I'm just going to read a couple of verses. It's the same narrative there in Luke. Luke is a doctor, historian, physician. He's giving a little more detail. He says, a high fever. Mm-hmm. Which, Brad, have you ever had a, a fever over 104? Or, or? Um, I probably have, but only when I was a child. Yeah. yeah. I, you feel awful when you have a fever that high. You don't yeah. want to do anything. It just, your body's fighting infection. And so when you have a high fever, it puts you on your back. And that's what happened with Peter's mother-in-law. And and then it says in verse uh, thirty. Eight, they appeal to him on her behalf. Mark doesn't give us that. Remember, Mark's kind of a bottom line guy. He's just giving right. us the nuts and bolts. But Luke brings out that the, the disciples appealed. That means they ask him to heal her, thinking, well, you know, he turned the water into wine. Um, he just threw the demons out of this guy. I mean, like, um, surely he could heal her fever. Mm-hmm. And so it, Luke brings out that they ask, and it says immediately there. Then if you pop down to verse 43, 
when they had been looking for Jesus, actually, uh, verse 42 says, the people sought him and came to him, and they would have kept him from leaving them. They did not want him to leave because they were so in love with Messiah. They wanted to be these holy people. They wanted him to save their lives and save them from their sin. But that's not really true. We know that. They wanted what he had to offer in a physical way. Yeah. Because if this guy could heal sickness, it's the fountain of youth. It's it's the best thing going for us. Yeah. And so they were looking for him and they wanted, but he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God. I must preach the euangelion of the kingdom of God. Now, Brad, prior to us going through the discipleship gospel and having all those conversations, when you read, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God before, you wouldn't have thought about what you've thought about <laughs> now, would you? No, not a bit. Yeah, Isn't it bit. interesting? Yeah. Because words matter, don't they? They do. And yep. understanding yep. context really matters. And and you and I, we've been walking with Christ for a long time. Right. Right. We have been we have been in the word for mm-hmm. a long time. How could that be missed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because we have been so influenced by the forgiveness only gospel. Yeah. That and, and even though you and I didn't believe in that mm-hmm. necessarily, it still influenced yeah. us. Yeah. And so that's why you got to be so careful about what we teach and there's a great responsibility to teach. Absolutely. And so, well, I mean, we, it, and it's a lot of, um, <laughs> you, you talked about words, the, the importance of words, and yet a lot of times we have to be careful the words we use yeah. and uh, th- things, you know, I think in previously uh, I talked about Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's, he, he can't just be your Savior. He has to be Lord. Well, he is Lord, period. Mm-hmm. It's not a question of whether he's my Lord. He is Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard uh, Pastor Joby say, uh, it's not a question of what he is Lord. He's either Lord and Savior or he's Lord and Judge. Yes. And, uh, you know, he is Lord. And you will confess him as Lord yep. either now on this side. That's right. Or you're going to do it on the other side. But yep. you're going to, everybody yep. Every knee will it. bow. That's right. And every tongue will confess. That's what it says. Well, let's look at this. Uh, Uh, Real quick, let's go to uh, verse 29. It says, immediately he went out of the synagogue and came into their home. Okay, he came out, Brad. It says, he left the synagogue and he entered the house of Simon. Where he had cast out the demon previously. Yes. Yeah. And here's the thing, what I was struck by. If our faith isn't active in our homes then we lose all credibility out in the world yeah so if we don't bring it from our synagogue where our church of our place of worship is our bible study and you have to be honest brad growing up we we all have a tendency we've seen it all around us to live one way Mm -hmm. in front of people that are worshiping god and another way when we're away from that it's 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 easy to do and growing up seeing that it became a part of my life i i i I was i was literally led down that road to 
think that I could, you know, be one way around my guys at the squadron and another way around guys somewhere else. Yeah. And and that's just not the way Jesus intended it. it and so I was struck by that statement out of the synagogue into the home. Jesus was the same wherever he went. Yeah. There, there was no deviation in his character. Mm. Did you ever struggle with that at all? Oh, I still struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, when you were teaching on this on Wednesday, uh, you didn't lose me for the rest of the lesson, but that point really hit home. I think we all struggle with that. You know, it's, it's you know, who who are you on Sunday? Are you the same guy on Monday that you were on Sunday? You know, yeah. am I... And back to your point, we were talking about walking, that there is a, listen, <laughs> examine yourself, Paul says, if we're not walking in accordance with what, you know, we say and hear. Yeah. Well, and every pastor and ministry leader that has fallen, if you go back and look, they had allowed themselves to develop a double life. Mm-hmm. They lived one way in front of the people they ministered to. They lived another way in their home. That's why that statement is so impactful that um, he came out of the synagogue into the home and he was who he was. He was Jesus. And so uh, we verse 30 says the mother-in-law was with a fever. She was sick. We read from Luke. It was a high fever. And there were no healed diseases back then, Brad. I mean, nobody healed them. They didn't even know about bacteria and virus. When we come back, we'll get into that. Yeah, look forward to it. Hey, call us this afternoon, 844-777-7928. You can email us at ask at swatradio.com. If you have a question or comment for us, love to hear from you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Augustine at 91.9. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. 
I almost started to sing because uh, I love that song. It's yeah. funny. Well, you know, Lori says the first day of school is the most happy. That's the most wonderful <laughs> yeah. time of year for her. Yeah, that's uh, good. Uh, anyway, well, uh, yeah, you know that came from like an old Navy commercial oh, yeah. or something. I'm, I think for that they uh, played that. It was, well, have you have you gotten to see some good uh, good commercials yet? There's an amazing Chevrolet commercial. Have you seen? Oh, it? is that the one about the lady with Alzheimer's? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know it if didn't make seen, you cry. Oh my word! <laughs> In fact, I've got the original. I've got the original. I've got the full video, and it's about five minutes. It's it is so powerful. Have you seen Have you seen the um, McCulkey Culkin <laughs> one where it's for Google? I have I have not personally seen it. Vicky has seen. Oh it. Oh my gosh! It's it. hilarious because what they do is they go back to Home Alone. Probably one of I I don't know which is higher. Elf. Uh, or home alone or miracle on 34th street but those are the probably oh, yeah. three of the top <clears throat> for sure christmas movies you know and uh he goes back and he recreates those roles right in, in his age now but google does everything and it's just really funny so <laughs> anyway we digress yeah, exactly uh, getting back to uh 29 and 30 of mark one uh jesus it's, it says he goes into the home, and in verse 30, it says the mother-in-law was ill. Well, the mother-in-law and Peter's wife would have been the ones getting the meal ready for them while they, you know, when they come yeah. back, the, the the ladies would get the meal ready, mm-hmm. And uh, but now she's sick. The mother-in-law is sick, and she can't do that. And remember, nobody healed diseases until the 1800s. They didn't have any understanding of viruses and bacteria. You either got better or you died Hmm. if it was a a bad enough infection. And so what I'm struck by is it says that, um, you know, Jesus goes in there and they told him about her. And in the Luke passage, it says they ask him about her, Mm -hmm. about healing her. And it says, first of all, he took her by the hand. Now, there is something, think about this. I think in Mark, there's like eight instances of where Jesus touches people. Hmm. You know, and the the best way you can convey it to somebody who has a loving relationship with their wife is you know what it feels like when Vicki takes your hand. Amen. You, you yeah. feel that warmth of connection, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Now, imagine that you feel that after after you've had a fight with her. You've been alienated yeah. from mm. her. And all of a sudden, she reaches over and she grabs your hand. That You feel that connection. <laughs> yeah. I can't help but believe that this woman who had never been connected to God except through sacrifice when the God of the universe reaches out and takes her hand that had to just take that feeling that you and I feel of connection with our wives who we've been married to for 40 years Mm. and just that instant connection of oh my gosh yeah I feel the love yeah you know what I'm saying does that make sense absolutely absolutely i I, yeah. I can honestly say as you sit there and you look at that it's not about the fever here it's about him connecting with yeah. her saying it's okay yeah 
I mean, isn't that a, just a beautiful picture of what Jesus wants to do in our life? Yeah, just the touch of Christ. Yeah, just the touch. And so he reaches out, he grabs her hand, and 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 when he grabs her hand, it says he lifted her up. That's what Jesus can do for you. If mm-hmm. you're out there listening right now and you're having a tough day, you're having a tough week, you're having a tough month, a tough year, Jesus can lift you up. Yeah. And Jesus is the only thing really that will be able to hold you up. Mm. And so he lifted her up and it says the fever left and she began to serve him. Now, over in the Luke account, it says that he rebuked the fever. He actually spoke to the fever as if it were a demon or a person, which is interesting, isn't mm. it? That yeah. he spoke to it and we see that um, he spoke to it to get rid of it. And what happened? She was healed instantly. Why? Yeah. All disease is an outcome of sin. And what did she do right away? She gets up and she wants to serve. Hmm. And Brad, that is the sure sign of anyone and everyone who's truly been healed by Messiah. When the healing touch of Christ touches you, you want to serve him, right? Yeah, amen. If you show me somebody who's wanting to serve Jesus, I'm going to say that brother or sister has been healed by him. Yeah. Right? Well, it seems like we've – I put a little note here in my my journal as you were teaching through this, and I I made that exact quote. I quoted that. uh, A sure sign that someone has been healed is a desire to serve. Uh, I was thinking about our guest on Friday, Tommy Nelson. I remember hearing Tommy's story about he how he met Teresa, and what drew him to Teresa was her desire to serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's uh, is that does that reflect us? And I think back to the you know the the orthodoxy has to lead to orthopraxy. Mm-hmm. What we believe on Sundays got to be lived out on Monday. In our homes. Exactly. And in our workplace, wherever our we are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If yes. we're not demonstrating it in those places, is it really yeah. real? Yeah. Yeah. And boy, probably serving in at the home in the home is the greatest place to serve. Oh yeah, you know it, it absolutely is. And as, you know who's husbands, watching you. You know, you, you know who's watching you. Your kids, mm-hmm. your kids, your grandkids. They're watching, and that's why over in Deuteronomy chapter six, it says what it says. You teach these things diligently to yeah. your children, and talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you rise, when you go down, when you rise up. Whatever you're doing. All day long. You're you're this is a part of your life. Yeah. It's not yeah. just something yeah. that is contained within the walls of a church building or a place of worship or a Bible study. Mm. So that is Jesus taking authority over disease, which is again the consequence of sin. So um he he right on the heels of that it says that when he did that guess what people people took notice right and it says in verse 32 that evening at sunset they brought to him all who were sick in that region that so a lot of people yeah capernaum was a huge city 
And it says that evening at sunset, what happened at sunset was Sabbath was over. They had to wait. They didn't want to violate the Sabbath. Mm. They weren't going to make him violate the Sabbath in their minds. And so at sunset, they waited. But boy, as soon as it was sunset, they brought everybody. It says all who were sick or oppressed by demons. Now, you know, today, how many times do you think about somebody being oppressed by a demon? Never. But they are. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I read that and some, yeah. you know what that does for me, Brad? It reminds me that I've got to remember there are people out there who are oppressed by demons mm. in our world who are just as in a painful place as people who are physically sick because depression discouragement uh demons are oppressing them on every turn and trying and these are believers brothers i don't think the demons really are caring too much about people who are out there not they're they're content to let people who are walking in disobedience walk but for those on the edge for those who have their names written who might not be yet fully engaged with Jesus, you're going to see the demons out there trying to oppress. And I can honestly say that I forget about that yeah. element. I just yeah. think about the sick. I mean, I can't say – and part of it is for me and you, oh, we can't see somebody who's demonically oppressed unless they're acting weird mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. like right you, we we right. just don't know but, but we tend to forget that there are people who are oppressed by demons yeah yeah interesting and that yeah it really is interesting i mean i think you're you're right i mean we we, we get in our little uh our, our our mode of viewing things and I, I don't really think about that i don't think about uh demon oppressed and we forget we're in a spiritual battle. Right. Yeah. And that's why Second Corinthians ten, which is our our theme verse at yeah. SWAT. Right. The the weapons of our warfare are not of this world. Yeah. And and we are not doing battle with physical entities. We're doing battle with supernatural entities. Mm. Mm. And we forget that. And we have no ability on our own to deal with them. We have only through Christ and the Holy Spirit are we able to even deal with these things. And and so Jesus not only has authority over uh, the demon or the consequence of sin and disease, he's got authority over demons. And tomorrow we're going to unpack that a little bit about the control of sin. Because what is a demon doing when they're inside of somebody? When a demon comes in, they're trying to mimic what the Holy Spirit was ultimately going to do. Hmm. The Holy Spirit is about controlling us in a way that's honoring to God, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that's, right. that's the purpose. The Holy Spirit grows in us. The Holy right. Spirit gets mature in us, and it 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 continues to uh, sanctify us in our growth toward more Christ likeness. Yeah. The demons, on the other hand, they inhabit somebody to hurt them and to get them to hurt other people. Yeah. That's their goal. And so Jesus has authority. He, every demon he commanded to came out, came out. Yeah. The, now the disciples, they should be in a lesson to us all. Mm. When they could not cast the demons out, Jesus said this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting, yeah. which means yeah. 
this is a little above your pay grade, boys. <laughs> exactly. You need to come yeah. to me. Let me show you something. Yes. Yeah, let yeah. me show you something. <laughs> Makes me think of John 10.10 10, that the, the, the devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. And if he's inside, he, that's what he's going to do. Yep. That's what he's going to do. Hey, glad you tuned in this afternoon. Can't believe we're already done, but we'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing. And you can go to SWATradio.com. Check out where we're going to be meeting this week, and uh, we'd love to have you in person. Come join us, SWAT Radio. Take care. Uh